trying to just bring something quick and let it be a fix because a program's not a fix. Jesus is the fix. And so, uh, but uh, it's important because here, here I want to share just uh, sounds like bad, but I believe it's not good, but it's, I don't know what to say it is. Anyway, we were meeting with elders before and Tom asked a question, well, you know, uh, why, you know, and we're able to do one service, whereas before we could only do two, two years ago, we were really, or, or even five years ago, maybe we were dealing with close to double the numbers on Sunday morning than we had right this morning. And, but you know, y'all, I really have a piece about that. Um, because we're not about numbers. We're about people. And, and God's trying to teach us, I believe, to take us into a place that we can rightly take care of people. And uh, um, we've been a ministry-focused church for a long time, and I think God's just reordering us. And, and that's why I think this growing, giving connection is so important. And, uh, and so real quick, uh, Tulio, do you want to come and lead this? Huh? And anyway, y'all, what we're going to do is give this report. And I want to ask, we're going to go back into to something, to worship. There will be Jane Terrence. Um, and uh, come here, Annika, real quick, before Tulio's coming up here, please. I will meet you there. <laughs> Annika, share just a quick testimony. Which one? Huh? Which one? Which one? <laughs> what God's been doing. You leave here. <laughs> And, I mean, it was a joy for me to see, you know, I was telling all y'all back when I, whenever I got over there to Sweden and with the team and we saw Annika and I just said, she's a different person. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, obviously she lost weight and she looks great, but I mean, it's more importantly to me is what's here in those eyes. <laughs> and uh, it's just really cool what all what God's doing with Annika. And so, just here. Hi. Hope I'm not shocking you all. Um... The, first of all, thank you all. I sent you an email, I hope all of you read it when I left, because this church and this fellowship has meant so much to me, and you've all blessed me beyond belief. And the time that I spent here, uh, it was just a time of redemption in so many ways, and, and restoration. Um, yeah, and I'm not going to go into detail about that, but um, when I came here, I came really to take a break off from being a missionary in Greece. And, and I was going to spend a year here. And, and the first thing God showed me as I came here was that he was um, breaking up my railroad that was in front of me. And it was very, very clear to me. And I just asked him. I kept asking him. I mean, no, those of you who know me know that I kept asking, what's the next, what am I supposed to do instead of going back to Greece? And I just saw, saw this white... Um, uh, studio, like a TV studio that was just white, and he wouldn't show me anything, and, and I was asking and asking and asking and asking, and then after maybe a year, a little more over, the, over a year, uh, one day I was here worshiping, and suddenly I saw this picture, uh, this uh, poster from the Second World War, uh, from America, your country needs you. And I was like, oh, no, God, <laughs> um, I don't want to go. If, if there was anything I didn't want to do, it was to go back to Sweden. And, you know, long story short, I started reasoning with the Lord. And, and, but, you know, I know, you know, he's been, this is the story of my life. He's been guiding me and putting me in different places. And, 
So I'm back there, and I came back, and I was thinking, what am I supposed to do? And I was looking for jobs, and I couldn't find a job, and um, nothing really opened up. And I was thinking, you know, the only thing I really want to do is, you know, like God would drop money in my lap so I could be in ministry full time, you know. And that's really what I want to do, you know. And Joan is laughing. Well, uh, I had an inkling that my church would ask me to come and help them work, work in the church. And I really didn't want to do that because the church was not going in a direction that I wanted. Um, but one day, this, our pastor, he, he called me and, and he was going to take some, some time off and be gone for eight months. And he called me and asked me to have lunch with him. And I just knew he was going to ask me to fill in for him while he was gone. So I came there, and he said, did you find a job yet? And I said, no. And he said, good, because I want you to fill in for me. And I said, I knew God, was, God told me you were going to ask me that. So anyway, I did accept. And I have done that for, the, for these past eight months. And come May, again, the Lord warned me and showed me he's going to resign. And fair, well enough, I mean, he, he, told, he taught me, you know, told me that, I'm going to resign. I don't want to do this anymore. So, you know, it's up to the leadership to decide what you want to do. And they asked me if I want to continue. So that's where I am. Leading the church. <laughs> so it's just, it's just very strange. And I feel really, really small and really dependent on the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it wouldn't be good if I did it in my own strength. But, you know, that's what's happening. And it's been really interesting, and, and it's been, the church is at a point where it's either God comes or we're not going to do this. And, you know, I think that's something that I can work with. Yeah. If they want the Lord, that's what we're going to go for, you know. Yeah. And he, he loves that, and he wants that. So, yeah. So Rick and the interns came in, in May and did amazing with us, and it was just awesome to have them there. And, but, yeah. If you remember me and think about me, please pray for us. Yeah. Please pray for the church. We need it. And we need the Lord. You know, we need whatever you are asking for. That's what we want too. So, Amen. yeah. Amen. So we're going to pray for us. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, Lord. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. But we're not allowed to pray that. The Lord would keep you here, right? That would be selfish. That would be selfish. Change the plan. Yeah. Well, whatever the Lord says, you know. That's right. I would love to come back. <laughs> well, Lord, we do just pray that your will be done, God, Amen. in Amen. Annika's yeah. life, Lord. And Amen. we do just uh, treasure her while she's here, Lord. Father, we just thank you to, uh, for, to you, God, to hear the report, God, of what you're doing in her midst, Lord. Mm. And, Father, as uh, just an encouragement, God, to... Um, just to a nation, Lord. We just mm. thank you. Uh, we thank you that you're, you, you, you are uh, preparing steps for mm. Annika, Lord. Mm. And so, Father, I just pray that during her time here, God, that uh, she mm. continues to hear your voice, God, that mm. she gets filled up with your presence, Lord, mm. that uh, 
um, that she can just get loved on, Lord, mm. uh, and just blessed beyond measure, Lord, yeah. that as she's just poured out, mm. God, that she can just be, mm. again, filled up, Lord, mm. in your presence. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lord, as always, we will be blessed by her, God, just because of who she is, Lord, mm. and what flows out of her. So we just thank you, God, mm. that she is here with us, whether it be mm. short or long term, God, whatever your will says, Lord, in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 So, Lord, we just agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I pray this will be a week of getting messed up. Veronica, mm -hmm. Lord, I just Amen. pray it'll be a week of that, Lord, so she can go back just refresh, God. Yeah. So just fill her up with your spirit, God. Mm -hmm. Just time of refreshing mm -hmm. from your presence, God. Yeah, Lord. That's what I'm talking about, Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. So don't stop. No. <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> uh, just before we step to the next, I asked Tara if she wouldn't come up here and pray. As you can see, Mitch and Leah are not here today. Uh, they were here this morning. They left to um, go minister to Leah's family. Uh, a cousin of Leah's died at 38, 39. She worked at UVA. It was a very successful woman, but the short story is that, that there's some events that happened in their family that really caused this family to be divided and then caused their family to be divided from, from Leah and her sisters. And so it's absolutely the grace of God that, you know, her, her uh, mom or her dad, her dad and, and Leah and, and her sisters were invited to come and and so I don't know, even know what level part they get to play, but would you just pray for Leah? Jesus, um, just in that fast moment of, of Tulio asking me to pray, I just kept hearing you say you're starting to build something mm -hmm. and that you're building upon some, that, like you didn't cause this, God, but you were going to create great things out of it. And so, God, I do just pray that just strong foundations will begin just in this moment of even the family coming back together. And so, God, I do just pray um, for grace um, upon just, I know that I think that Leah's dad is really kind of a strong, he's a strong point in this um, whole situation. So I just pray, God, that you begin to move in his heart and he'll hear, he'll hear your plans and your words. And God, he'll just be, just move with wisdom. God, and I do just pray comfort on this family. I just pray, God, for comfort for these children. I just pray um, that you release uh, Mitch and Leah from burdens they don't need to carry. Sorry, I'm just going to pray everything I'm thinking and feeling. And so, God, I do uh, I just, just pray that they'll be able to walk in your peace. God, that you've got these people in your hand and that you're going to move. I just pray for hope. Sorry. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I agree with Tara that you're going to guide their steps. Um, Lord, I, I've known Mitch a long time, and it, he was emphatic that when they would find out where they could come, that they would come, and that nothing would, would stop that. And I know how important this meeting is to, to Mitch, and so... 
Lord, I know that you're speaking to them. And so, um, Lord, we do ask for open doors. Lord, we do pray for withers, Lord, that he, he would see doors and have the confidence of walking through them. And, Lord, we ask for restoration and redemption because that's who you are. And uh, I agree with Tara that this is a time where you, you will be glorified. You will be glorified. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So I asked if everyone have one of these. We are kind of, I will say we, if you haven't been here each Sunday to hear the, the uh, word that the Lord is bringing forth, I encourage you to, to get the podcast. And I just really want to say thanks. I know I've done this a lot, but to Jen, Jen really picked up. Um, Jeff Robertson's done a lot. To, to get us online and to keep us online and work with Daniel Patino to figure out the best things. And, and Jen has spent the last month getting us up to date. And so if, if we have it, it's on there. So I know that there's a few things that we don't have. And um, what's powerful about that is that not only when we're not here or for myself, sometimes I have to do other things during the service, but it's also for our, our church plans they're able to hear what the Lord is speaking to us, and it really brings us into a place of unity. Now, on a little administrative thing, we're getting ready to look into the website. We know that you have to shift the picture around on the web- website to see the actual titles. We're working on that. But it, all you do is move your mouse, and that screen, it moves around. And we also realize that there's some uh, technological glitches with iPhones and um, we, that's also Sermon.net's working on that. If you're having a problem, listen to the podcast on there. But all of this leads up to, and I would like to say that we created some great schedule that we're reaping right now, but we didn't. Um, the Lord, Rick said this earlier, like, really, we were headed this way with some question marks, and the Lord then painted the picture and said, no, no, I've ordered the time the parts of the vision and the parts of giving, growing, and connecting and the time of this uh, conference of this gathering. And I've ordered um, Dave and Vivian uh, Cunningham's life and I've ordered uh, Craig and Christine Westoff's life and I've ordered Leanne's life that when they thought maybe they should come in, in August and then there were conflicts to make that happen, what, no, God had ordered it so they could all be here. And Dave and Vivian, they called and said, we feel like we're supposed to be there. It was two years since we were there, and we feel like we're supposed to be there, and Vivian wants to come. And I said, but they said, we don't want to come when it's about us. I was like, well, of course, Mitch and I are like, this is going to be an expensive week. You know, that, that's the first thing we calculate cost. And, and, and when I gave Dave the dates, he said, uh, he wrote back within hours, or maybe the, his administrator wrote back and said, you know, that's the only date that Vivian and Dave have on the same weekend, you know, for like eight weeks. And so I just, I know that God is, is ordering the time, even with uh, Wednesday night uh, prayer and, or intercession and, and worship, that, that's been going through kind of a retooling under the hand of the Lord through the summer and, and them getting together and now being able this Wednesday to have a public gathering on Wednesday night at 6.30 to do prayer and intercession. 
prayer and worship. I don't know why I'm trying to change those words. but uh, So we're going to have a, a day of prayer and fasting on Wednesday, 6.30. Uh, Wednesday evening will be a, a night of, of a prayer and worship. And we love all of you that are online, but that is not online. So um, that, and there's lots of reasons if you want to talk to me about that. But Thursday, Friday, and Saturday evenings at 6.30 will be a, a time that we'll get together here. Um, those will be online. We really want you to come, but we realize there's several families online tonight that have kids that couldn't get here, and they felt they want to participate. And so um, there is child care on Friday and Saturday night, and all of that information is in the weekly email. So you can capture that from last week's email. It will go out in this week's email, uh, as is the online link. So um, I want to make sure that you guys know about that. Any questions about the conference this weekend? The title is The Pursuit of His Presence. So that's what this morning was about. And um, that's really all we've told these people from far off because we want to hear what the Lord is speaking to them without a lot of our input. That's the benefit of having people speak into us from from outside this daily camp. So um, they'll be with us on Sunday morning. So, and someone asked me, they said, well, can I invite my friends from, uh, you can, I mean, uh, the Lord is going to do great and miraculous things. It's very important, I believe, for each of us that are part of Dwelling Place to be here. And so, um, I want to encourage you in that. Any other questions about the conference? There is not a cost to you as individuals. There is a cost to us as a church. So, we haven't really said if we're going to take an offering to offset that, but. We're not charging an entry fee. That's a great question. (laughs) There's also no text except the Bible that you own. And if you need one, we have some extras for free. Amen? Amen. Only Jen, the other Italian, thought that was funny. Okay, so um, what I wanted to do is give Mitch's report on um, connections. Uh, What I proposed to the elders is that we went through a season um, in the summer of hearing and 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 getting some uh, structure formation, and you heard a lot about that the first three Sundays of August. Um, We've heard a lot about the vision at this point, so now it's kind of to start to put feet on the ground. And so what you're going to hear from the three of us, and just imagine Mitch's handsomeness in my handsomeness, sharing with you. Um, But what what happens this fall, especially because we we get into Christmas, is that we're going to take this to the next stage of what do we do to implement. And so um, what I have asked the elders is to put on the calendar, um, January 18th would be a time when things are, are implemented. Now, there might be some pilot run things that happened before the 18th, and then from January 18th through August, I think it's the the 3rd, or no, it would be the 2nd, but um, we're, we're going to be living, living out, working out, <laughs> uh, and, and so that we can have, be in August 3rd, 20, and I never realized that's 2015, that we're, we're walking in excellence. Now, some of that is I'm believing that the Lord's going to give us bigger space. Um, Rick, you know, shared about the numbers, and I, I would just encourage you in this, that between today and last year, I, I did some quick figures. In 2013, there's, there's a 20-person a difference, including children, from where we are right now. And I think that's the enemy. I mean, I, I, Rick said, like, don't look at numbers. We count because the fire marshal requires us to. But 
But can I say this to you? Sometimes our perception takes place of the facts and then we spin in perception. And I know that it's just not my 13-year-olds that do that. We do that, you know. And so um, I just want to encourage you in that, that there's, a, there's some factual reality that, of, of where we are that sometimes our mind plays games on us because of the enemy and because we get into this instead of that. And so I'm just going to come behind Rick and say that. I'm going to skip down to the connection team section. Um, there are opportunities to get involved with uh, the connection team is in visual communication, Sunday morning connections, and newcomer connections. Well, what is visual communications? Is It's establishing a center, that an information center. So that's not just a physical booth, but then it's tangible information that's available on the different things that are going on um, here at Dwelling Place, here in Dwelling Place, um, and then that will also fuel the website, okay? So there's some structural thing <laughs> involved, but then there's some structural thing <laughs> involved, okay? Did y'all get all that sign language? <laughs> Come on, only this row is laughing tonight. <laughs> Come on, I can count on Heather to generate some laughter, and me and Jen will laugh at ourselves. Um, Sunday morning connections is, um, we have a, a, a greeting system that's already in place but needs um, some people help, and that's greeting people outside, inside, in the sanctuary, and in the cafe. And so there's, those are immediate things you can sign up to do once a month. Um, Sorry, I'm reading from two different things. And then uh, Cafe Host is a place that, that Rick did a, such a nice job this morning encouraging us that we're in here, that there's a time on Sundays that went kind of that imaginary line when we cross in that we need to focus on what the Lord's saying. I think it's great if we want to call this a family room, but how many of y'all have ever been to a, um, a home group or a life group in a home? That, that living room then becomes a sanctuary when the church, that's me and you, show up together to worship and focus on him. Monica made a great point. We were talking about the cafe and maybe some things that needed to be done in there. And she said, I really like the tables because that's really a time maybe that two people can sit down and one person can share to the other person what the Lord is speaking to them. You know, it doesn't always have to be right here or right here or right in the, the center aisle. It's, hey, can I talk to you for just a second in the cafe? And the, Monica made a point, because I was trying to ch change the size of the table, you know, me, quantity. And she said, no, quantity. There's, look, there's six small groups that can happen right here in this cafe of people that can sit next to one another and share personally, uh, confidentially, one with the other. And so um, there's a lot there that can happen in the cafe. For newcomers, connections, there's visitor follow-up that's both electronic uh, it's both through the mail. Um, it's also over the phone. It may also be in person. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's not fully defined, but there's visitor follow-up. Um, and then there's the orientation, luncheon, coordination. And so the idea is to have this a luncheon regularly where we can say to people that are new, hey, you want to come and ask questions? So they can ask questions to greeters on a Sunday, potentially something quick even in the cafe, but then if they can sit down and really interact with people. And so um, those are some connection options. Any questions from connections teams? The visual connections group has continued to meet, but he said there is space on that team, and there's needed team members. Fair enough? Mark, you want to do giving? 
Hallelujah. Um, we uh, we have been trying. We're we're starting to put together a, a team. Excuse me. I'm just drinking my my scripture verse up. Um, to provide some oversight for uh, the outreaches, and and you can see some of the ones that we had uh, highlighted. Um, in the on the sheet, it says the we're looking at six plus opportunities uh, this next year. Now, some of us would love to have it every month, okay? But we, we don't want to. We we want to get it. We want to set this thing up so it's done right. Um, so we're looking at that. We'll see what how the Lord lands us up. The outreach fair. I think uh, if you were there at the uh, at the uh, <clears throat> Joel meeting where. We shared about that. You know, somebody brought the idea about having like a fair where people can see the areas they can give in. And so we want to coordinate. So we need some coordinators for that. We're looking at spring 2015. We need about two people for that, two plus. And uh, we need a spotlight on missions coordinator. Somebody's going to be highlighting missions once a month. Or more by other means like letters or emails or something like that. Okay, that's what we need. But I just want you to get excited about reaching out. I mean, you know, we look at this world today, we are talking about before we came out here, is just how our world's changing. And we're getting to a place that, um, that as Christians, we're very much the minority in this country. It's been going that way for a long time, but we are. And uh, that gives us all kinds of opportunities, people, to shine the light of Jesus in this uh, world. Uh, first, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and it starts with verse, verse 4, says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Who, who, who blinded them? The God of this age, the Satan. All right? We proclaim Jesus is Lord. But the God of this age right now is Satan who's blinding, uh, blinding unbelievers. So how do we share the light? How do we get the word out? How do we do it in everyday life and plus these outreaches? How does this community know that this church cares? How do they know? When the outreaches come, it's so contagious. When people see the light of the world coming into to, to this community, it is so contagious. We don't worry about numbers because it's, we're talking about relationships, and those relationships will take care of itself. This fall, um, in a couple of weeks, we're in the Learning to Live. Uh, Joe and I will be teaching a class on I Am Not Ashamed. And... Uh, Joe's going to be, is willing to take some people out to show them some of the practical things. I'm going to be, I, I'm going to be too. We'll just see how it works out. We're designing the class, but we want to make sure you understand the theological reasons why you're going out. Find out the reasons that there is hindrances from you going out. And, uh, and, and really show the need that's out there. We want to reveal that to people. Help them understand. Unless that's through scripture. 
So we're not going to force anybody to do anything they don't want to. Don't worry. But we were going to ask Jesus to do his thing in our class. And see what happens. Because (laughs) can you say I'm not ashamed of the gospel? (laughs) I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He delivered me from darkness. And so there's the opportunity. So we, Joe, Joe and I are, he's really wanting about two people just to kind of help meet once a month and with me and, 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 uh, and to be praying about outreach for the church, to be kind of just seeing the oversight of it and so that uh, we can be faithful and letting our light shine. Amen? He's talking about giving and outreaches. I do want to make a plug here. Uh, November 4th, um, I will be getting on an airplane to go to Beirut, and it is greatly desired to have people go with me. You are going to we're going to do a conference on, uh, uh, for, all we're doing is just training leaders from, from Lebanon and from Syria and from Jordan, and just training them in, in ministry, healing, ministering into the hearts. And so it would be really cool to have people to go and pray with people. And so uh, anybody welcome to go? It would be really cool to go. I'm sure there will be impromptu opportunities for other things along the way. Oh, always. 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 And we'll be able to see Ely. And, uh, and we need to talk about that a little later before we leave here tonight. Ely's planning a church in Beirut. So in a in totally different outside of Christian section. So we need to talk about that. That's an outreach. And that uh, and we pray over him tonight in that so I, as Tom comes to share about growing i'm I'm realizing that I omitted from uh, this that there are going to be um, there are connection event are you coming yes is um, <laughs> connection events and and a, a lot of times what that what happens let's say there's and I'm going to give an example because as I've looked out I, I I see someone that's been coming the last four or five Sundays. It's a, a gentleman who would have said that he was agnostic. And what happened was is that a group of people in this body have started to reach out to him and to include him on things that happened outside of this church. They took the church out to him. And um, he was loved for who he was. That's the only part of the testimony I've heard. But he's willingly come where he absolutely refused to come with his wife before. And so then you see then connection and um, giving overlapped. And so just remind you that these things don't happen independently of one another. Mark just shared about learning to live in giving. That's an initiative of growing. (laughs) So in everything that we're doing, we're having to grow and and have discipleship. And... And... How do I finish that sentence, here, Tulio? However you okay. Um, well, I'm going, to, I'm going to reiterate some things about growing. As you uh, are aware, you know, during the summer months, we had a, a growing team that wor- what we worked on really was formulating a plan for how do we, how do we more actively engage the body into, in a growing way. Because we all want to grow, right? We all want to grow up to the fullness of Christ. I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest goals we have. To, uh, to come into his fullness. And uh, so, so that was really what we worked on during the summer. So we came up with a plan. And we had short-term and long-term goals. 
And I'm not going to talk about the long-term goals now because there's there's a whole lot about this that we want to do with growing that's going to take a, a, a you know take going to take time, but that we're going to be actively engaged as a process. And so we have a new team now, and we not the, I hope that the whole team isn't you know together yet. And in terms of I hope there's others that will join us, but uh, right now I want to give really kudos to uh, Rich and Melissa Kennedy, um, Chris Farmer. Uh, Ingrid, have uh, all you know been working hard, and Jim's uh, Jim Driscoll is also part of this team. He hasn't been here in the last few meetings, uh, but nonetheless, we uh, we are formulating or trying to implement now what we have formulated during the summer months. And so, so I'll just give you a highlight of some of the things that we're doing and hoping to accomplish during this fall and again into the spring, um, and how you can get involved. So one of the things we're going to be doing is. Um, uh, we're going to add some things to the website. In other words, we're going to actually have a, you know, you see the tabs across the website. We're going to have a, a learning to live a button up there, a tab, where you can go in and actually uh, look at and actually see a description of all the classes that are taught, not only this semester, but we're going to actually have all the courses up there at some point. And we'll, we'll have the active ones up during the fall. So we'll have a description so you can actually see. So sometimes, you know, these titles can be kind of vague, right? I mean, just one, you know, a couple words doesn't really describe what the course is all about. So we're going to have full descriptions. And our goal then also is to actually have pre and post uh, assessments. So in other words, where you can, if you want to learn more about this class or, you know, should, is this class the right class for me right now? And you can actually take an assessment to see, you know, evaluate you know, you know what your your motive or desire for taking the class, but also and it'll give you feedback in terms of yeah, it, it, you know, is this really the where I should be starting or where I, where I'm at in my life right now? Is this really the class I should be taking? And ultimately, then after that you take the class, there'll be a before and then an after assessment where you actually evaluate what you've learned, how you've applied what you've learned in your life, you know, from taking this class. And so we can get feedback as elders as to, you know, is the class really effective? Are we need, do we need to change the way things are being taught? And an, another thing that we're wanting to do while the classes are being taught is to implement more active learning type strategies and philosophies. And this is where we're really, I'm asking for help from the body of Christ because we need people who are willing to sit in on the current classes and to actually um, help um, implement and take notes while you're watching, do, or not just watching, but participating in the class, uh, and how, you, how we can implement these active learning strategies. And you might go, well, what the heck are those? Well, we'll provide those. Okay, we're going to provide some of those things. And what, the goal for people who would want to help us is to say, okay, you know, so-and-so, half the class is falling asleep at this point. We need to do something, okay? We, we need to get people involved here. Everybody's running out for a cup of coffee right here. We need to, we need to change what we're doing, okay? And so this is the kind of things that where we get people engaged. I mean, we got it. The whole point is we need to be engaged. We need to take ownership in how we are applying the things of God in our lives. You know, so often we just sit passively in this here. But really, we need to engage in what we're learning. And see, that is the goal. And we also need people who are willing to help them, too, uh, bring uh, some assessment questions so that we can have these assessment questions by the end of this, uh, at the end of the Learning to Live class. So we really are, need people who are willing to help us in these regards. We're coming in, again, 
help where, where we can put in these active learning strategies and building an assessment tool that we can have for the, both the beginning and the end of the course. And we believe that these things are really going to help us to stay engaged in, our, in, in growing and that we'll have the opportunity. And I think not only that, it won't just be for us, but I think when people look at the website then, they're going to see what the things that we have to offer, offer because I believe Dwelling Place has things to offer that no other church in the New River Valley has to offer. And I think we're going to see more and more people coming in from the outside participating in these courses because they're going to be able to see and go, wow, this is, this is spectacular, you know, because right now they don't know what's there. I mean, it's just really amongst here. But we believe that it's going to be an opportunity to reach the community at large, too. So we're really excited about this, and I'm very excited about the team that I have around me. And if you want to be a part of this awesome team, um, let me know. Right? Amen. 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 So um, we don't have a response card. I, well, I really prayed about it today, and I think that... Um, Rick said something to someone else and then said it to me about a totally different subject. And that is that I think we're really at a time of people make, making a choice of engagement. When I, when I proposed to Tammy, I, I made a willful choice of going to her. Now, there's also a story behind she came to me at some point. So <laughs> we, had, we had that, but it, both of it involved I made a willful, she made a willful choice of stepping forward. And I, I think that we're at that time. Um, I, I'm going to, we will make a way that you can respond to these by email. We can, we can print it and give it out. But I think that we need to be hearing the Lord. And I want you to hear, we're, it's not going to happen overnight. Excellence doesn't happen overnight. But it happens by intentional, active engagement. And so, um, you know, I see Desiree nodding back there. There's been changes. She's building with Corinne upon what Allison Keys handed to them in, in children's ministries that Leah Simonis had handed to her. You know, I'm probably missing. There's a Molly Hash in there somewhere, Cindy Stevens, and all those people that, that created and, and, and handed forward. But I, but I see a place of engagement of our parents I, I see it by people that don't even have small kids. And so um, similarly, I'm excited about what I, what I feel like is going to happen in this. Amen? Amen. Come on, Jen, Jen. Is it me? As Jen's coming, we announced the women's encounter. We announced the women's encounter. <laughs> I'm chasing the microphone. <laughs> and I announced... <laughs> Can I tell you that Daniel Patino has the system set up so well that those of you who prayed out, they could hear that on the uh, online. I was shocked and impressed. And then some people, when Ron said it, there's a microphone right there. When Ron was, was praying it, we got double. Um, where's Ron? Where's Ron? Double. You, get, you got it double there in the microphone. I put the encounter dates on there specifically. I... I I feel like sometimes we hear the word encounter and we just, it, it kind of breezes over our head. There's a lot that's changing in the encounter process. One of it is a place for lots more people to, to be engaged and involved. Lots of it has to do with people that have been involved or have, have given some really constructive feedback for us to grow, expand, and move forward. And so I want to encourage you, if you've not been to an encounter, and Laura Swift said to me today, she said, 
got to invite two women to the encounter today, you know. And I would just encourage you, maybe the Lord is speaking to you. You've been, maybe you can't even go this time, but you know someone that you can encourage to go. This is it. This is uh, number two. You know, I've got about 14 books that I've written. Well, literally, I've written about 14 books that are all in like weird, weird form or different form, like spiral bound. <laughs> but these are uh, these been professionally proved and professionally uh, um, illustrated. You know, I, you know, I, I really judge books on the pictures. You know, that's how I look. And oh, let me see the pictures. And uh, and so it's got really cool pictures. Rob, uh, Rob Agnew drew the, drew the illustrations in this book. Um, Jeff Greeno did the picture on the cover. Uh, and of course, this NBO had a lot to do with this. And so I uh, praise God that this is the final proof. If Jen doesn't find anything wrong with it, we'll have them out in how long? In about two weeks? By the grace of God, two weeks. Two weeks. Not by the conference. Yeah, so, uh, but anyway, and two other books are right in the lineup. The Wilderness Book. Every time I think about the Wilderness Book, I think of Mel and Jane and Carla Howard. <laughs> that prophetic word. Do you remember that prophetic word way back? <laughs> so, at one, one joy meeting one night, I, God gave me his prophetic word for the three of them about going into a wilderness. And it was, that was one of those, like, if, Words could kill, you know. I mean, I, looks could kill. You know, they would have killed me. But, uh, but uh, God, I speak over them. Who is this coming up out of the wilderness? And, and uh, but anyway, um, and last thing, um, and then I just want us to ask BJ and Tara if they can. Did, they, did BJ leave? 